0: All right, thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you didn't already check out last week's message, I, would, I just wanna encourage you maybe to jump back over there and watch part one, as this is part two. And I'm really, really pumped. Hey, and if you're watching this from a crew right now, I uh, just wanna say, hey, thanks for being there, thanks for hanging out. Uh, or maybe you're just sitting in your living room, you're watching through things. I'm really pumped to get into this. Our whole thought behind this content and this little series is really discovering your purpose, your unique purpose. What is what's like God's plan for my life? And so last week was kind of the initial, you know, starting from the very beginning, starting with God and your relationship with God, uh, starting with Jesus, and walking with Him. But today, you know, I thought we would slow things down a little bit because often what happens is we wanna focus five 10 years down the road when we're thinking about our purpose. What am I doing now that's going to lead to where I'm going to go? But it can be overwhelming for a lot of people if you focus too far out, which is why I want to talk about baby steps. It's what I do today and tomorrow and making sure that today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day, what I do in those moments really matter because ultimately my life is made up of a lot of little choices. A lot of baby steps, if you will, that are going to lead me to where God has called me to go. So I wanted to share a scripture with you that I think is going to go really well with what we're trying to talk about today. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, simply says this, "For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He has planned for us long ago. And actually I'll go one more. John chapter 15 starting in verse five, great scripture as well. It says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I thought these two were really, really good for what we're talking about today because initially it's really easy to look around at what everyone else is doing, focusing on how far they are, those who are succeeding and looking at our life going, man, I I wish I was where they are in life, or I wish I was there. I wish I had those gifts and those talents. But to start out and discovering our purpose, we've got to put blinders on and stop looking around at what everybody else is doing. And I can think back to my son who, he's six now. I can't even believe it. But I remember the night that he took his very first steps. My wife and I, we were in a living room and we were just watching him go from crawling to standing and starting to take his first steps. And it was really interesting because of course, he took a couple, then he would fall. He took a few more, then he would fall down again. But over time and through his persistence to get back up again, and through my wife and I encouraging him constantly, it went from two steps to three steps to four steps to walking across the living room all in just one night. And then, of course, he goes from walking to running. It seems as if it was just overnight that that took place. Our life is a lot like those moments, though. It is about the baby steps in life that are going to get you to where you need to go. The problem is when we start focusing on everyone else, we lose track of what God wants to do inside of us. And and that's where comparison and this whole comparison trap really kills our dreams, our goals. And ultimately, I think the vision for our life is because we are so preoccupied, maybe in scrolling through our screen or looking around going, man, if I was just like them, I would be able to do more. If I had more money, I would be able to, to bless more people. Or if I was more talented and more gifted, I'd be able to do this. When that's not what God intended for you. Here's the thing, God specifically crafted you and created you with a unique purpose, unique gifts, unique talents and all of these things. And that's why I think Ephesians 2.10 is so incredible because it talks about how you, we are God's masterpiece. We can trace back the word masterpiece or workmanship is what other translations say. We actually get a word from the Greek called poema, which ultimately can basically mean this, that you and I are God's artwork. Poema just means that which was made. And if you think of an artist, he takes time to craft his creation, right? He takes time to build it. There's always a purpose behind what he makes god is is the ultimate creator right he is an artist he created the world he created everything but he took time to specifically design you so don't you think that he intentionally made you with certain things that are different from everyone else we are always focused on others when it should be the other way around we need to be focused on ourselves. i'm not saying you got to go around being selfish and making life all about you in fact When we choose to focus on what God wants to do in us, we can actually touch more people and do what God wants to do through you. Maybe you're sitting here and you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, man, I just don't feel like I'm special. I don't feel like God has really placed anything inside of me. I've been feeling lonely. I've been feeling secluded. I've been feeling anxious about my life. Remember that you were God's handiwork that you are God's masterpiece, that the way He looks at you is the way He looks at everyone else. He thinks you are perfect, He thinks you are special, and He created and crafted you specifically to do His great work. I think it's an incredible thing when we choose to focus on not just the grand scheme of our life, but really how can I make a difference today? How can you make a difference in your workplace? How can you make a difference in your home? And, and how can I do this day in and day out? It's about being a light in home, about being the best husband, the best wife, the best, the best kid that I can possibly be, and allowing God to use me where I, where I am. See, the beauty of God is His mercies are new every single day. Every morning we get to wake up and be refreshed in His presence. Every morning I can wake up and allow God to come into my life. I wanna shift your focus maybe for a second. Shift even the way that you pray, because a lot of times, maybe you're a believer and you're watching this and your prayer is, God, I just wanna be used by you. Are you guilty of saying that? I just wanna be used by you. God, use me and help me. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but maybe start off the prayer, instead of saying, God, use me, with just saying, God, I wanna be closer to you. God, I wanna know you more. God, I wanna feel your presence. God, will you use me right where I am? When I started shifting my prayer in that kind of reality, it took the focus off of my plans and my dreams and my wants of where I wanted to go, and it shifted my focus to just being better in my walk with Jesus, allowing His presence to refresh me and renew me. See, when I wake up every day, with that mindset, I can choose Jesus, and I can choose to make a difference right where I am. Now, obviously, just like a toddler learning to walk, a baby taking his first steps, you are gonna fall. Yeah, you're gonna fall. The truth is though, a baby doesn't learn to walk without getting back up again. He chooses, they choose, to get back up, even if it hurts, even if they fall, even if they fall down face first, right? They're gonna stop, they're gonna get back up again. And that's what you have to choose to do. Our generation I think is so guilty of falling and then taking that fall as a failure and interpreting it as you are the failure. I am a failure because I messed up. That's not even how God sees you. God understands that we are humans, and that's why he gave us Jesus, so that we can call upon him to be the ultimate one who encourages us to get back up again. So listen, when you sin, when you fail, when you fall, you are not a failure. In fact, it is just another opportunity for you to get back up and succeed again. I want to give you three really quick and easy ways that in this walk that you are taking the baby steps if you will that you are taking to pursue jesus and pursue your purpose maybe these three things will help to just give you a fast track into gaining even a closer walk with god the first thing is simply this your commitment you've got to be committed like you can't have a relationship without a commitment so if you're going to say i'm a believer if you're going to say i'm in a a relationship with jesus i'm a christian then you've got to be committed to walking with jesus that doesn't mean that you have to live a perfect life but what it does mean is you're going to put him first in everything that you do and your sole purpose and your sole focus is going to be allowing jesus god to use who you are to make a difference for this world so i'm going to be committed you know the one thing that kills a commitment is comparison and like i said earlier comparison kills your purpose. So don't get sucked into that. Don't get get sucked into the trap of comparison. Stay committed in your walk with Christ. All right, the second thing is this, and it is so important, it's the relationships. You see, my son would not have been able to walk, I think as quickly as he did, if my wife and I weren't there to be an encouragement to him, to, to tell him, get back up again, you can do it. See, the reality is we need those people in our life. You know, if you talk to a businessman or anyone who's really gained some success, they're gonna bring up a conversation about community to you. They're gonna tell you, you are the sum of the five or so people you choose to hang out with. Which means, if you're hanging out with people that are pulling the worst out of you, how do you think you're gonna end up? I wanna hang out with people who are gonna pull the best out of me. Better yet, I wanna hang out with people who are gonna choose to encourage me when I fall. I don't need people to condemn me when I mess up. I need people to encourage me and help me and pull me back up again so that I can be propelled into who I need to be and who God's called me to be. The last thing is this, it's really simple, but your race, your walk is yours alone. We talked about this a little bit a second ago but the truth is god has designed your race and your walk specifically for you think about this if you were to line up a bunch of people at a starting line and it's not a race but rather a walk not even a walk to a finish line but just a walk in a straight line and you say go everyone's walk is going to look different some are going to lead out a little bit further some are going to be a little bit more behind Some are gonna be in the middle, but it's going to spread out and be very sporadic. It's not all gonna look the same. And if I choose to look at the person who's maybe walking fastest and try to keep up with their pace, if it's not my pace, what's gonna happen? I'm gonna get tired. I'm gonna get worn down. I'm gonna start feeling this this weight over my life. My body is gonna become fatigued very easily. Why? Because it's not the pace that's best for me. Your relationship with God is the same way. I'm not going to look at someone else's life and think, man, they look so close to God and they look, they look so far along in their walk. I want to be like them. No, I'm going to look at my relationship and think to myself and talk to God and say, I, I just want to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to walk my life out daily, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, not comparing everyone else, but choosing to walk, with God daily. If you make this a habit in your life, I promise doors will open left and right and you will begin to actually see the fruit from your labor, from just living your life, not worrying so much about what people think of you and not worrying about trying to chase someone else's dream. You will look around and actually be making a difference right where you are. So let's recap really quickly. The first thing is a commitment. I need to make sure my commitment, I'm committed in this thing called life, walking with Jesus every single day. Second thing is relationships. I'm gonna find the people around me who pull the best out of me, not the worst. The last thing is this, my walk. It's my walk, no one else's. It's not a race, it's just a walk. So I'm gonna choose to walk that out every single day at the pace that God has set for me, not the pace He set for someone else. If you choose to walk this way, take baby steps, I can guarantee you will begin to see the fruit of your life and you'll begin to see others around you influenced by how God is working inside of you. Baby steps, that's all. Don't get so focused and so worried about all of these growth track things and trying to look at, oh, You know, I got all these goals set for my life. It's important, but don't overlook the daily process that God has for you. All right, last week was all about choosing to put God first. This week is baby steps, and I can't wait for part three next week. So you've got to tune back in. Thanks for checking it out. We love you and we'll see you soon.